A short message can go a long way. In this episode, I will share with you three strategies how you can shape a short and crisp message. And even more so, you will also learn how you can customize this message to your audience. Welcome to Charisma Hacks, the show where you get strategies, tools, and mind training to learn to speak from your innermost conviction, to own who you truly are, and to stand in your full power. I am Ulrike, and I am wholeheartedly dedicated to empowering leaders to connect with their authentic self so that they can sparkle from the inside and lead and communicate with charisma. How do you prepare yourself before you go into a business meeting? You will certainly plan out the content of the meeting. You will prepare for questions. You might have prepared a presentation as well. So I guess that most of your focus goes into what happens during the meeting. However, there is something that most people neglect when they start preparing for a meeting. And this is the very first word which you will say when you come into the room. It's a very, very simple thing. How do you greet people? It's not about the word itself. It's about your tone. In which mood are you when you're greeting people? And are you fully aware of your energy in this very crucial moments? Studies have shown that this very first word makes a huge difference for everything that comes after. It is as if you were presenting yourself, even if people know you already. The way you pronounce your greeting gives them indications of your energy level and of the confidence that you have in yourself now. And this influences heavily your credibility in whatever you explain afterwards, especially when you're giving a presentation that is important to you. Let me give you an example. If you come into the room and you say, Hi, and maybe you will even sigh afterwards because you are pretty stressed right now. Or you come into the room and you say, Hello, how are you doing today? Can you feel the difference of energy in these two between Hi and Hello, how are you doing today? Which person are you more inclined to listen to? Which person gives you the confidence that his or her message is something important that you can use for yourself? The way how you come into a room counts and putting some energy into getting it right makes such a difference and it is such a simple thing. You can learn how to get your greeting right by practicing it in front of a mirror, for example, or by recording it and listening to you. But there is something you should not miss out on. And this is making your greeting authentic. Be sure that your greeting is authentic and comes from your innermost conviction. But how can you have a powerful and energizing greeting when your energy level is low? There is a very simple technique to get this energy level up in an authentic way. And this is so simple that you will probably not even believe me, but it's just about breathing. We all too often don't breathe properly, especially when we are in a situation where we feel anxiety, for example. When you go into this room, you feel anxiety before the meeting. 
because you're not sure if your message will come through, if you will achieve what you want to achieve in this meeting, if you will convince others, for example. Breathe deeply into your belly, not into your chest, before you go into the room. Take two, three truly deep breaths and you will see how you feel differently. If you are anxious before, you will calm down. If you feel low in energy, this suddenly gives you an energy boost. And out of this position, say your greeting in a convinced and powerful way. So this was the first strategy, how a short message can go a long way. And I think there's nothing shorter than a hi or hello when you come into a room. But this leads directly to the second strategy that I want to share with you. What is the most frequently asked question before a meeting starts? When people are sitting in the room and you're waiting on the other attendees, what are people asking usually? There's one thing that is asked in most meetings and this is, what are you up to? Are you prepared for answering this question in a way that is engaging? In a way that positions yourself in the way you want to position yourself. We are getting opportunities like this all day long. And most of the time we oversee these opportunities and we do not use them in our favor. We have certainly heard already quite lame answers to this question, such as, yeah, I'm working on this project right now. It's a bit embarrassing. Or... How oh, I'm pretty stressed at the moment. I have so much to do. Is this kind of answer giving you the impression that this person is full of energy? Will this motivate you to trust this person and to believe that she or he is a talent, has a lot of potential and is someone you would like to give more power to? Probably not. The opportunities that we have every day in positioning ourselves finally create the picture of ourselves. This is what you often hear when others speak about creating your own brand. And it's not just about identifying for yourself a key sentence of who you are and using this sentence at every opportunity. It is about using the little opportunities that are presenting themselves to you every single day. And to use these opportunities to complete the puzzle, this puzzle of perception that others have of you. Now, next time when you go into a meeting, there's another thing to prepare and that is the answer on what are you up to. When you're shaping this answer, do not just come up with a glossy answer to make you shine. Because this will feel probably quite awkward to other people and again, not very credible. Instead, come up with an answer that is inclusive. Something that includes the person or the people in front of you. Let me give you two examples. The first example would be a sentence where somebody is just giving an answer focused on him or herself. When this person is asked, what are you up to? And the person says, oh, I'm working on Project X and it's such a high impact project that actually I'm putting on all my knowledge and all my energy to make it work. Great. It's an answer that is fully self-focused. So why should this be of interest for the person that is listening to you? Instead, come up with an answer that is inclusive. For example, 
I was just reflecting on how we can improve our way to communicate with each other so that we can collaborate in a more effective way. Do you have an idea about this? This is something where you say to the other person that you're interested in collaboration, that you are searching for a win-win situation and at the same time you come up with a question. That means you start a dialogue. And this is how a short message can go a long way because you will start a new process that is beneficial for both of you. In strategy number three, I will cover a classic of the short messages. And this is the famous elevator pitch. I guess most of you know exactly what that is. The idea is that in a very short time frame, you sell yourself the best way you can sell yourself. And it's called elevator pitch because usually it's the time you spend in an elevator with a person. You just have a couple of minutes to present yourself. Now, I would like to share with you a version of it that has a little tweak that you might not know yet. For me, an elevator pitch is composed of three elements. The first one is the obvious one. What is your name? But when you then speak about your role, do not just present your job title. Present an activity. And you present this activity in a way that shows the other person what's the benefit for him or her. Always think about what is in it for them when you present yourself. Let me showcase this on my own example. When I present myself, I do not say, Hi, I'm Ulrike and I am a leadership coach and author and long-standing executive. I will say, I'm Ulrike and I am leveraging the communication potential of leaders like you by developing their authentic, powerful leadership style. And I am adapting this sentence every single time for the respective person that I have in front of me. If you're not a leader, this will not resonate with you. Maybe you have your own company and you are interested in developing your workforce. In this case, I will shape the sentence in a way that you immediately understand what is in it for your company. It's a different focus. So when it comes to shaping your elevator pitch, it's not just about having one single version, one size that fits all. It's about having several versions that are crystal clear and engaging so that you can use the sentence that is most adapted to your listener in this very moment. To finish off this episode nicely, and it is the shortest episode so far in the whole show, and it makes sense because it's all about how a short message can go a long way. So to finish it off, I would like to give you a few tips and tricks on how you can shorten your message any given time. Not only when you are answering the questions what you are up to or when you're shaping your elevator pitch. It's about speaking in a concise way. No matter if you are having a simple one-on-one -on -one dialogue with someone or if you're standing in front of a huge crowd holding a big presentation and anything in between. There are three simple things you can watch out for. The first one, never use a long word when there is a short word that you can use. The second advice is use short sentences. Avoid having sub-sentences. 
If you're listening to the best speakers of the world, even those who were speaking 50, 60 years ago, they use short sentences. This also applies to written text. When you're writing an email, never have a sentence that is more than one and a half, maximum two lines long. That's already long. I'm sure that you know text where you have paragraphs of four or five lines and it's all one huge sentence. When you read this, do you get the message? Certainly not. Or it's at least not easy to grab the key message that are in these monster sentences that we face every day and that we are also producing every day, me including, by the way. And a third advice I can give you, never use technical words. Do not overuse them. I'm sure you have a lot of expertise and you are keen on sharing this expertise. And it's quite a temptation to use technical words to show that you're an expert in your field. The problem with this is that most people will not understand what you're talking about and they will not connect with your message. Keep your message very simple. Imagine you want to explain your project to a five-year-old. What would you say? This is a fantastic exercise to simplify your message. Use short words, use short sentences and make the message very simple. And with this, I'd like to close this episode with a simple message from my side. We are getting more and more listeners. And for me, it is very helpful to understand what you are up to. What are your challenges? What would you like to learn when it's about communicating with charisma, communicating with more impact as well? Let me know. You find my email in the show notes and you can contact me at contact at ulrikaseminati.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and to making this show a true added value to your professional life. Thank you for listening to Charisma Hacks. If you want to level up your profile and become a charismatic leader able to communicate, engage and motivate in an inspiring and authentic way, you've come to the right place. Subscribe now to this show or reach out to me and get more strategies, tools and mind training to sparkle from the inside.